try this exercise again, Joe. Exhale, deep, now hold, hold. Keep your eyes closed, keep the world away. You are not part of it, you are alone, lost in the dark, you are meaningless. Hold your breath, hold your breath. <sighs> Sorry, it's really- Quiet. <gasps> Wait, Aubrey, you can gasp all you want, the air won't reach your lungs. Now a little girl would choke in less than a minute, but a witch will simply... Joan? I got it. There are lies you hear and ones you feel. I am not alone, am I? <laughs> You're not. You are wind and iron. You are the sky and the earth. You are part of the universe living itself. I'm a witch. And you will always be. Are you breathing through your skin, Joe? I am. You're the first one to look inward for a solution. All the others usually reach for the wind and I let go of my control. The point of this exercise is solely to trigger the first conscious act of will. Once achieved, you will know how to do it again. One of my old teachers used to say, it's like finding a new color. Nothing I'd say would make you see it. But once you have, we can teach you how to paint. I was told there was no magic without rhymes. There is no magic without will, John. So it's a placebo? Just a bow, really. And your will is the arrow. Try it. How is she today? Better. She's sleeping a lot, but she learns fast. Have you learned anything? Where does she come from? What happened to her? Oh, nothing. She doesn't answer my questions. She just uses me as a dictionary. If she resists your healing, then she still retains some of her abilities, but... Uh, I've spoken with members of the other covens. They have no idea who she is. Where could she have learned this? Hmm, late bloomer, maybe? No. What we felt was no beginner's magic. <laughs> Is it a witch's thing, this need to understand everything? You're like flies and honey for a good riddle. You'll stick around to get it even if it kills you. <laughs> Solving those riddles is what kept us alive. Well, she'll be safe here, Nessa, but you're not. Even if you don't rhyme, a witch's presence is something. Plants have been a little greener around here. Even the air gets different. <laughs> if I can sense it, your gunman will too. She could be dangerous, Father. Oh, bless you. You're sticking around for me. There's no other soul in a 20-kilometer radius. Just forests, mountains, and your vegetable garden. What if something happened to oh, you? Oh, I got faith, Nessa. <sighs> faith is not a plan. Well, to you. Now, you best be on your way before you start getting disrespectful. I like your company too much to let you stay here. <sighs> May your God watch over you, Father. And you the wind. Okay. Now, um, little round table. What did everyone do after we split up? Uh, mental breakdown. Yeah, breakdown. Gang, gang. Shinji? Uh, yeah, I actually, I think I managed to, you know, get myself too busy 
to break down. Demon hunting keeps you occupied. Oh, very different trip here. I spent a whole day on the road, so I had plenty of time to lose my mind. Right, talk about it. Mm-hmm, I will. You should. That's right. Is it sad? Well... Complicated. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yes, please. That's cool. Let's see. Um, I didn't fly that far after I left Elio. The demon didn't have much of a head start, but it was fast, so I had to stay on the ground most of the time. After a couple of hours, I thought I had lost its trail, but it eventually led me to a swamp, and there the damage was a lot more noticeable. Broken branches, mud prints, half-eaten alligators. I stayed above water because, I mean, you never know what the fuck is down there. I used my wings to move from tree to tree, and, you know, in, in any other situation, I, I would have never ventured there. It was a, uh, it was a really constricted space. I couldn't quite use my wings properly. They were, they were more crutches than anything, and, and the danger could come from any direction. It was, honestly, it was stupid. But I had to. I had to. Like Samar said, when you see trash on the floor, you pick it up. It took about half an hour more in that jungle for common sense to kick in. Surely, Crusaders could have handled this. It felt like my responsibility, but Talia needed my help too. Wasn't I better off going after her? And, ugh, the mosquitoes. The fucking mosquitoes were... I mean, you, you get the gist. It was dumb, and I was up in a tree, and my wings dug into the trunk, drenched in sweat, getting dizzy from the heat and hunger. Then I saw the river turn red. The beast was near. A few jumps ahead, and I found it, swallowing what was left of a huge alligator. I took a deep breath, eyes on its neck, dug deeper into the tree I was hanging on. A small branch snapped, fell into the water. The demon turned around in a blink of an eye, and there's something, something really, really scary about something that big moving that fast. The frog jumped at me, and I dove towards the ground, clawed a nearby trunk with my wing, and used it to swing towards the other side of the river. Triple rows of teeth, by the way. Thick layer of skin all around. Nothing that my wings couldn't pierce, but it certainly kept me from reaching any organs. So... I fled. Half running, half swinging from tree to tree with my wings, slashing at the beast when it got too close, barely enough to slow it down. Without the element of surprise, and the sky being completely obstructed, I had basically had to tire it out. Death by a thousand cuts was the plan. And when that didn't work at all, the plan became race the fucking demon until you can find a place to fly up. I almost got crushed by a falling tree, almost impaled myself on my own wings a few times, and when I somehow managed to find a clearing in the canopy and launched myself up, I realized that the swamp had been protecting me the entire time. 
because without the trees and their branches, there was nothing to obstruct the chameleon tongue of that monster. I was thrown into the water before I knew what had happened. And I say in the water, not in the stomach of the demon, because a fucking miracle happened. The creature took a bullet in the head as soon as it opened its mouth, but the momentum of its pull still brought me back down. What was that? I turned around and I saw the end of a rifle staring back at me, held by a tall creature made of wood and leaves. A sniper in full camo wearing a faceless mask with just a single crack to look through. Hey, girl. Tough day. Did you? Sure did. Thank you. Full disclosure, I didn't do it for you. I just thought, man, that's a fucked up flamingo. And then, turns out, Asian man. Which brings me to my question, what the fuck, man? I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not looking for trouble. Okay, but you're not looking for a Walmart either, no, so... No, I... I was... I... I was... It took me a second to realize that I had trouble speaking. I knew what I wanted to say, but it was like the words were just out of reach. If I had just focused enough, if I had just given myself the time I could made a sentence. I just had to try harder. It didn't occur to me that this wasn't normal in the moment. This wasn't just exhaustion and adrenaline. All the colors around me started to blur together. My my lungs felt heavier and heavier. Nausea brought me to my knees and and I passed out. I drove for eight hours after I left you two. I didn't know if I'd reach it on time. I didn't know how long I could keep him down below, locked away somewhere deep in my mind. And the earth shrugged back in the prison. The same emotion took a hold of me. That rage. It was the edge I needed. It was oil for the fire I had kept. It fed the flames and exploded in my soul, too bright for him to contain. But I didn't know for how long, and I had to act fast. I knew there was only one place in this country where I could find help. One place I could hear calling me since we stepped on these shores. Louisiana. And when the car finally broke down, I ran. With the strength of a god fueling my body, I ran until the night fell. I ventured deep inside the bayou, jumping over still waters and rivers. Something was pulling me forward feeling, a memory that didn't belong to me, like a song louder with every step forward. I saw a shape from the corner of my eyes. Something started following me, jumping from tree to tree, yellow eyes glowing in the dark. Something else was on my right, crawling on the ground at incredible speed. I leaped across a river and looked down briefly, another pair of yellow eyes looking back up at me. Going under the surface, I knew them. I knew this place. These were the same trees that grew in Haiti. The same flowers weighing down the air. The same eyes watching me as I ran. 
There are a few of these jungles in North America, places where even the old man dare not venture, for he has sent countless soldiers to burn them down and none returned. Because there are things in these jungles you do not disturb. Long lost cousins of the spirits that roam Africa, brought by my ancestors. Spirits older than both man and his gods. But don't get it wrong, these places are no sanctuary. They're reminders. Under these trees, guns start to click. Cars break down, fires go out. Under these trees is an internal stone age. How long do you think you'll last? You can't keep running forever. I do not sleep. I do not tire. You win. Spirits are on your scent, girl. What happens when you're stuck? Who will fight them off? You? Why have you come here, Talia? I started slowing down. Stopped in the middle of clearing. I heard the jungle rustling and growling all around me. There was a dozen of them already and more would come. If animals had gods, and maybe they do, this is what they would look like. Creatures I could almost call crocodiles, wolves, or eagles. If there were not more than that. More teeth, more claws, more wings, and tails and eyes, bigger and faster and... What will it be? Who are you? Answer them, daughter. See, you already need my help. Predator or prey, what will it be? I don't know. Killing started. Spear in hand, I lunged forward, impaled the first thing ahead of me, and cleared the way. You chose to come here. What was your plan? This is what you do. You have forgotten who you are, Baron. You go home. You're wounded. Don't be foolish. I can get us out of here. I was someone before you, Baron. I was raised in a place like this. And it almost killed you. Do you not remember where I found you? I am Talia Ruiz. Raised by the last free woman of Haiti, I was strong before you and I will be strong to the day I die. Despite the wounds all over my body, despite my lungs burning and my legs shaking, this was the best I had felt in months. Their blood changed me. Dark fur, sharp claws and yellow eyes, the wilds were turning me into one of them. I let go of the spear. I didn't need it anymore. With every kill came a rush of strength. A second wind, intoxicating, a thrill so primal somebody was powerless against it. This, I came to understand, is why no god ventured in the jungle. The wild exercised them all. The sun had already set when I woke up. I still felt nauseous. I, I couldn't quite tell if I was awake yet. <laughs> I'd never had a hangover, but I imagined Yo, that... Yo, what? Uh, 
What? Never had a hangover? Yeah, me neither, dude. Party god? I tend to avoid the heavy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, drink and fly, you know? Sure, yeah, makes sense. So, based on how I've seen Elio the morning after a big night, I imagine this is how he might feel. Dizzy, shaky, confused, dry-mouthed, weak, sticky, repulsive. Okay. Hey, what are you drinking? Fucking syphilis, apparently. It took me a moment, but I managed to piece together that I was in a bedroom. I was lying on my stomach, no bedsheet over me, and the wind of a fan blowing through my hair from across the room. The place was small, cozy, lit up by a single amber lamp on the bedside table. And above the bed was an open window, inviting the sounds of the Everglades inside the room. (laughs) Inviting the sounds of the Everglades and a hundred thousand fucking mosquitoes. Yeah, no, no mosquitoes. A A tiny miracle or some sort of spell, more likely. There was someone else in the room. They sat on a chair right by the bed. A young woman, her straight auburn hair kept in soft braids. Tired brown eyes. She she wore a simple black tank top, a, a large pair of trousers tightened at the ankles by heavy boots, and my eyes immediately caught the tattoo on her shoulder. Intricate symbols I didn't recognize joined together to trace the outline of an otter. She took a sip of her drink and then looked at the other person across the room, who happened to be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. She was nested on a hanging nook, carefully taking apart a sniper rifle. She had long black hair falling like rain down to her waist. And, gosh, I'm I'm sorry, I just, I, I don't think it could be captured on camera, honestly, her Her beauty made sense on a human level. She had a smile at the corner of every word. She looked at everything with calm. She moved without second thought, without watching herself in her mind. You could just tell. It... It's so difficult to describe. Yeah, it's... It's in the type of Marcus magnetism. It's in the way they act. Yeah, but I... I mean, there there was a glamour in it. Eyeliner, lipstick, nail polish, she liked to look good. And when she spoke, I realized that she was the one that saved my life. Oh, really? That cleaning her rifle didn't give it away? He was questioning his whole sexuality, dude. He was not thinking straight. No, he was thinking straight. Tiny bit. I can find someone beautiful without being sexual. It's on a, it's an aesthetic level. It's like, um, Starry Night. Is like a pretty painting, but I wouldn't fuck it. I wouldn't fuck it. It's overrated. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. No, you can't say that. Of all the things I've said. No, no, no. We'll talk about this. Jinji, the pretty marksman. What did she say? Please, I, I can't get through another art conversation. She looked up from her task and went, Girl, you should have seen that demon. Crocodile frog with like, I don't know, like 10 mouths. Size of a truck. It was pretty fucked up. Crocodile frog. Or, I don't know, like a lizard frog, I guess. Are you... You're sure on the frog? No doubt. Thighs for days. That's... That's weird. So weird. I mean, demon-wise, we tend to get mutated wolves and bears, even elks sometimes, but... 
big frogs and snakes? That's usually down south. South where? Mexico, Brazil. We got frogs in Florida. Yeah, but we're not afraid of them. They're afraid of frogs in Mexico? 500 years ago, yeah. That's why it's weird. He might know something. Uh, hey. And she kicked the end of my bed. You know something? Don't! Oh, you're awake. Hi. It's okay. Don't worry. The antidote is going to take some time. You might not be able to move for a while. Yeah, you got hit by the ultimate slurp, man. Now, why would you say something like that? That demon tongue was covered in poison spike or something. I I don't know. It looked kind of cool, actually. But uh, didn't seem like a party for you, so I loaded you back in the truck, and my girl here did the rest. The rest being saving your life. Oh, because you killed the demon that was going to lollipop his ass. And who got the poison out? You basically brought me a corpse, babe. Thank thank you. Don't push yourself. You still need rest. But I saved your life, so you owe me a thousand dollars. A thousand? I would charge more, but I don't think he has it. The life savings on the house... Anything for a friend of Marcus. The surprise in my eyes made her smile, and she added, The path keeps tight with its members. It's a small world for people like us. Yeah, we've helped to move a bunch of people out of the country. The cool dude said I could have Marksman act in his circus, but I thought it'd be kind of boring, actually, so. You've been declared MIA for some time. You and two others, right? Yeah. Do you know where they are? They're, um... They're, they're here. In the States. We, we're supposed to stay together, but... Yeah. The land usually has its own plan. Are they alive? They're, they're pretty hard to kill. Good. Can you confirm their names for me? Talia, Lewis, Euvelio, Lores, Haitian, and Mexican. Yo! What? The the message Marcus sent says Yvelia is a host for a minor Christian deity. We tend to keep things vague for everyone's safety. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Aztec, uh, both. Well, this sucks. What? What's wrong? What's wrong? Baby, how do you think it went the first time we had blood gods? Walking around. We have to find him. I'll warn the elders. Find him? And, and, and do what? Whatever we can. Trina stayed where you left her. Waiting till the sunset. Waiting for them to come. Crusader's reinforcements. They followed the blood trail leading to the closed door of the warden's office. Tore it down. Swords and rifle at the ready. And then... They were... Devoured.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Desperado. This week we have the pleasure to introduce Adigail Stewart as Roxanne, Robin Regalado as Chia, and Sara Passos as the Academy Evaluator. Joan is played by Emma Blackley-Peach, Nessa by Georgia McKenzie, Cece by Mei Konishi, Elio is played by Sami Suisi, Talia by Tami Ige, Shinji by Tibet Boya, Asher by Patrick Hutchinson, Samdi by AJ Bidiako, La Catrina by Carolina Hoyos, Tempest by Sofia Ingar, and Caleb by Reese Downing. And a huge thank you to Brad Colbrook for dialogue editing this episode. We would not have been able to make this show without them. If you'd like to know more about Desperado, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Desperado underscore radio, on Tumblr at Desperado Podcast, or on the Hug House website where you can also find all our transcripts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>